Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Magic Podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have the pleasure of interviewing Mark Wild, who is the founder and creator, owner, operator of WildFamilyTravel.com. He's actually from Australia, but he travels globally, and he's here to inspire you. He's here to inspire you to travel more uh, as a family, as a single, as a couple, but basically, uh, you know, um, to travel more. And uh, that's my goal as well as the creator of the podcast is to inspire our listeners, our viewers to travel more. And I especially love interviewing fellow dads and fellow family travel bloggers because usually families, you know, when you have kids, you don't travel as much. Uh, but Mark's definitely an exception, and so am I. Uh, so we'll talk more about Mark, about uh, his website called uh, Wild Family Travel about tips for traveling with kids, how he bonds his site, and much more. Uh, so Mark, uh, to start off with, why don't we get to know you a little bit better, if you want to share more about that. Okay, hi guys, uh, Mark here from Wild Family Travel. Obviously, I'm one quarter of the website, obviously, uh, with my wife, Beck and our kids, Willow and Marley. Um, my wife, Beck does nearly half the work that I do as well onto the website. She's my... Uh, She's my editor <laughs> because I'm not the greatest speller in the world. So uh, I write it out. She edits a lot of stuff, but she also writes and does a lot of what a VA would do for a website. She does a lot of the backlinking for us and finds keywords and stuff like that for our site, which is really helpful to me. Um, so I am 43. Uh, my wife's 37 and we have two kids who are 8 and 11. Um, when we're not traveling, we're based in small town Australia, and I mean small, 4,000 people, so it's a very small town. Um, but on the upside, this town is possibly the reason that I travel because I think that it's too easy to think that where you live sometimes is how the world is, and small towns are certainly not how the world is. <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely, uh, you know, and uh, uh, I've been uh, looking at your blog the interview and uh, you've traveled extensively so we're going to cover that uh, just a little side note here I actually lived in Australia for three years for those of you listening who don't know I was actually based in Sydney I studied at Hillsong and then actually did the entire perimeter of Australia I uh, actually started in Darwin I flew from uh, East Timor from Dili to Darwin and from Darwin went over to Cairns from Cairns down to Brisbane and then from Brisbane down the east coast uh, to Queensland and uh, Sunshine Coast and uh, Fraser Island and Whitsundays and then Sydney where I spent a couple of years and then from Sydney over at Melbourne uh, I think uh, Victoria is where you're from and then um, Adelaide and from there I took a train over to Broome, Broome no 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 uh, to Perth and then overland into Broome Darwin and then uh, to Alice Springs Ayers Rock and then made my way back to Sydney so I covered pretty much your whole you've seen, you've seen more of Australia than I have <laughs> And I forgot, I forgot. I've actually gone to Tasmania too by ferry from Melbourne and I actually went to ACT, uh, Canberra, which is the Australian territory. So, yeah, super, super big fan of Australia. I love it. Canberra's one of them funny things. I don't know if too many people actually realize that, like, Canberra's the capital. I'm pretty sure most people assume Sydney is or Melbourne is. <laughs> it's, it's very much like Canada. Uh, when, I, when people think of Canada, they, they think Toronto's the capital. But lo and behold, Toronto is not the capital, and neither is Vancouver, neither is Montreal. It's actually Ottawa. So a little, yeah. trivia, little trivia for you guys. Canberra is the capital of Australia, and um, Ottawa is the ca capital of Canada. And so, uh, Mark, I'm curious to know about your travels. If you want to 
Um, share with us some of the different countries and continents you guys have gone as a family of four. Yeah, look, we've mainly uh, uh, spent time in Europe. Um, no real reason. Uh, just uh, we have friends in Europe and uh, we're very interested in history and different cultures. So that was definitely a great place for us to start. Um, like most Western countries, Australia, Canada, we're all settled by um, by Europeans, I guess, in the uh, in the start of it all. Um, not that I've actually spent much time in England, which is the, the country, I guess, that settled. <laughs> I've more spent time on the continent. Um, spent a lot of time in Germany and uh, France and places like that. Uh, so I think we've been to around over 20 countries, maybe 25 countries in Europe. So we've nearly, we've nearly spanned all of them in our over five or six different trips that we've done. Um, we've done trips ranging from, you know, five weeks to three months. Uh, so, so yeah, we've seen a lot. Um, some of my favourite countries, Germany's probably my favourite country in Europe, um, which some people might find surprising. I really like, uh, really like the Germans. I really like Germany. It's very organised. Everything's there. Um, you know, there's no worries about... Uh, trains not being on time, everything. The Germans are very straight down the line, <laughs> and, which is really good. Plus, I like the beer. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I actually, that was the first place I traveled to when I left Vancouver. I backpacked around Europe, and uh, I haven't been back with my family uh, to Europe since my backpacking days, but uh, I think I went to about 20 countries in Europe as well, pretty much all the Western countries. I um, haven't done much in the East yet, but that's definitely on the agenda. Um, so, uh, Mark, uh, tell us about some of your um, local travels in Australia, too. I mean, you're based in Victoria, small town. Uh, where all have you gone in Australia? Uh, at the moment, we live about two hours east of Melbourne. So, um, we've certainly done we've drove, done the coast a few times from Melbourne to past Sydney to near uh, Newcastle because we've got friends there. So, we've done an extensive amount of stuff up and down this area of the coastline, which is probably a 1,000 kilometres or... Or more, I've um, been to Cairns, I've been to Adelaide. Uh, I haven't been to Western Australia, but my wife lived in Western Australia prior to us meeting. Uh, I have been to Tasmania, but that was a fair while ago <laughs> as well. So, um, so at this stage, we just do. We've been doing this year since we got back. We got back from Europe in end of January, so we've been doing a fair bit of stuff around our state at the moment because Australia is a pretty big country. So there really is. A lot to see that you haven't actually seen. So we've done some trips down to the Mornington Peninsula, which is uh, just near Melbourne. If people don't know, Melbourne's on a very big bay. Um, so the Mornington Peninsula is near Melbourne, and it's sort of connected to Melbourne because it's like a suburb, but it's probably an hour, nearly an hour, an hour and a half away to the bottom of the uh, the Mornington Peninsula. So we've done a. I've got a sister that lives there, so we've been going down there a bit. And a few weeks ago, we went to the other side of the Mornington Peninsula to Geelong to the Ballerine. Peninsula, so we stayed there for a few days. We did the Great Ocean Road in one day, which I tell you was a mission. Never do the Great Ocean Road in one day. It's just not enough time, and it's a long way. But we only had a day, so we took the mission on and uh, <laughs> and went and did it. So yeah, that's mainly what we're doing at the moment. And obviously, I live in this area called Gippsland. Uh, Gippsland's a really big region, actually. It goes from just outside of Melbourne to the New South Wales border, so it probably stretches for like 400 kilometres. <laughs>
so you know one of the reasons that a lot of Aussies um, don't travel is because of the distance. Um, Australia is quite far from the rest of the world. Uh, it's not too far from Asia, but even getting to Singapore or Thailand is pretty far and costly. So how do you guys actually uh, you know, finance it and uh, end up traveling so much to Europe and beyond? Oh, look, I think there's too many princesses out there if they're not willing to sit on a plane for, you know, seven hours or 20 hours, that's for sure. Um, look, I reckon I've probably spent near on 300 hours sitting in planes over the, uh, over the time. Um, you know, to get to Europe from here, I've had journeys, you know, that have taken 24 hours and you're up to 38 hours with, uh, with different stopovers. Um, so, look, in the end, it's a day. It's a day out of your life. It's not that long, really. Um, so how do we finance? Uh, we work full-time at the moment um, and obviously try and make a little bit of coin off our blog. Um, so I work as a disability support worker. So I work with people with autism and acquired brain injuries and things like that as a support worker. Uh, my wife is a barista, so she makes coffee. <laughs> So in between that, um, we make money off our blog via uh, sponsored posts, um, affiliate sites. So at the moment, that's about where we're at with that. We're trying to monetize the site more and more as we go. Uh, as we spoke about earlier, you know, we have options to book travels and tours and things like that. Through our site, I think it's just a matter of banging people in the head with that information to make them come back to your site. Like, you know, you've got to keep putting it out there. And sometimes... It, Sometimes, you, I don't know, you don't know where the overload people, you know, you want your friends, you know, you want friends to come back too because you think, well, you know, so I bang out a lot about it on Facebook and um, and I guess as your numbers of people who come to your site grow, you know, if you can engage your audience really well, well, hopefully your audience will come back and, you know, if you're recommending something that's good, you know, you're giving an honest opinion of places, you're putting in useful information and links, Hopefully that's something that they will take on board and, you know, throw your bone and look through your site. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, you touched on your blog here. Tell us about the origin story, to, uh, you know, trace it back to the very beginning. Uh, when did you start it? Why did you start it? And what is it, what's it about? Uh, look, always, I had a blog previous to the travel one, which was actually started when my wife was pregnant the first time. So it was really just a bit of a diary. To trace uh, from, you know, I wouldn't say conception because who knows what that was, but <laughs> through to when my daughter was uh, was born. So, and I'd always wanted to have a travel blog um, because travel always interested me. Like it was something that I always wanted to do. And even from when I first went to Europe by myself in 1999, you know, all the way through to you know the fact that we still travel now, and you know, I really. Everyone who's got a passion for travel will tell you they love talking about travel. You know, they love taking pictures. They love writing about it. So, you know, for me, it was a natural progression. Um, you know, when I got into it, the best thing I wanted to achieve out of it was maybe, you know, to get some free entries to attractions and things like that so we could, you know, do more and see more. Um, and so, you know, you get to that stage and, you know, maybe the, the plan progresses at this stage. You know, we're hoping to monetize further because we're hoping to hit the road in at the start of 2019 for, you know, an extended amount of amount of time um, traveling through Asia and uh, Europe. So, you know, hopefully as the amount of visitors to your site grow, hopefully your income, your passive income grows to the stage where, you know, you can run your business from anywhere in the world, be location independent, I guess, is the goal of most bloggers. Um, these days 
Yeah, no, it's definitely the goal of most bloggers to have the three freedoms, time freedom, money freedom, and location freedom. And I've interviewed uh, probably about 40 or 50 bloggers on our show so far, and a lot of them make money in many different ways, everything from what you mentioned, sponsor posts, affiliate links. Uh, several of them actually have created their own products. Uh, some of them do coaching, uh, consulting, uh, e-books, uh, yeah. e-stores. Uh, literally, the list is endless. So wish you the best to become location independent by 2019. I mean, you got to have a, you got to have your fist in a lot of buckets. I think I'm um, talking to another blogger at the moment. We are about designing some sort of um, not necessarily a course, but you know maybe just some best practice guides for you know beginners bloggers bloggers who are beginning the journey. Like it's a lot of things I wish that I was told in the first year that took me you know a year or eighteen months to figure out and went I can't have just wasted you know the first eighteen months of doing this when I could have been doing this from the start. So. Say, I guess the issue is, yeah, to have a. And my wife, she does some, um, some, she does some work for for other bloggers, so which is good. So you just want to, as a VA, so I mean, if you can have, you know, the more income, more passive income streams you've got, I guess, the better. So uh, tell us about the meetings and topics. I mean, obviously, uh, travel is the overarching theme, and family travel. But within that, what are the different categories and topics uh, you're writing about? Oh look, we have a we have a bit of affinity for visiting castles. So um, there's certainly a lot of castle reviews and stuff like that, and history reviews on the on the blog. So uh, that's one of the, as I mentioned earlier, history is one of the aspects that we really like to travel for, and that's probably why we've travelled to Europe a lot. And castles, I don't know why we like castles. There's no castles in Australia, so maybe this is the uh, maybe this is the reason why we go to Europe and and travel to places where there is some. Um, some really good castles to see. Uh, there's a lot of uh, our blogs, even though it's a family travel blog, there's a mixture of what you would say there's posts that are directed at family and then there's this, you know, general blog posts, you know, that, that are helpful and hint, and full of hints for everyone, not just people who are travelling with kids, I guess, because, you know, I guess that even though they say you should niche your blog into one market, you know, family travel is probably a good niche, but, you know, there's a, travel's a wide audience and, you know, you really need to appeal to to a lot of people, I guess, not just the not just the family travel bloggers out there. <laughs> so, if you can help inform more people and become authoritative, that's what you really want in the end. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, so, um, you, you've been writing for a while, and you've mon you've started monetizing it. Uh, tell us about some of the major ways you're monetizing. Like, how do you get the sponsored posts? What kind of places are you actually doing affiliate links to? If you can walk us through a little bit of the practicalities well, of monetization. Yeah, sure. Um, look, the sponsored posts, people generally just contact us. Um, <laughs> you just get email after email. Some people are willing to pay pay what you want. Some people aren't, I guess. Uh, so that's a real real hit and miss minefield. Sometimes, you know, you can take a punt and underquote. But I guess with the sponsored posts, as long as you have um, creative control in the end about what you're going to put on your website, that's the main thing. Um, I think mostly with the sponsored posts, they're, they're looking, for, looking for the link juice. Um, you know, and if you've got a good domain authority, uh, like our website's got a domain authority of 43, which is pretty attractive, I think, to most um, most people who want to want to insert links. Um, other than that, we monetize through through banner postings, uh, through CJs. There's a few affiliate networks in Australia that we use. Um, 
you know, Amazon product links, which I can't wait until Amazon opens in Australia later on in the year. That will probably help uh, help us in Australia here with uh, with maybe making some more money through Amazon when it's opened in Australia. But you can always buy the easy easy Amazon thing that links to any site. But I don't think many Australians buy too much of Amazon at this stage because there's uh, a lot of postage. I mean, postage from America or postage from anywhere to Australia is a real uh, is a real kick. Like, costs you a fair bit of money to get to get it out here and at one stage it was really good when the dollar was a parity with the US I was buying tons of stuff off Amazon but then once the dollar our dollar is generally a lot weaker um, so that makes it a bit harder so they're probably my major ways we monetize at the moment obviously and the links to hotels and things like that where you have you know recommend in each article or recommend you know maybe you go stay here or maybe you do this tour there that we've done you know so that sort of thing like that they're through sites like um Get your guide and Viatar and and such. Uh, so one of the things I noticed, uh, you know, before this interview, I looked at your social media, and uh, you have something interesting. You have like a banner on your Facebook saying "Book your trips here," and then you have uh, graphics uh, uh, enforcing people should actually book through you. And I found I found that actually very creative. Uh, I actually want to steal the idea <laughs> uh, because it's actually a great way of uh, obviously monetizing. So uh, when you say that, uh, book your trips through you, uh, walk us through what does that mean? Uh, look, it really just means come to our website. I mean, if you're going to, you know, we, um, like I said, in nearly every post I write, I always have a recommendation of, of where to stay. Um, you know, 90% of them recommendations are places because we've stayed there. Um, if I haven't stayed there, they're a recommendation that I've got off another blogger that I know who stayed there. So, um, you know, so we have a bit of a spiel there about, you know, the facilities that are on board, um, things like that. And and then also generally have a button underneath that saying, you know, for more accommodation options in, you know, blah, blah, Vienna, Krakow, wherever you're looking for, Reykjavik, um, you know, click here and it'll obviously take you to, to pretty much either booking.com or hotels combined or, you know, one of the big guys in the market that, that do that. So... I mean, that's the best way I can say to do it. Other than that, you know, look, I always say, you know, look, if anyone wants any recommendations, look, I'm happy to personally talk to you. You know, I'm happy to look for accommodation for you. Uh, we're happy to find prices for you. The only thing we ask is that you book through our links in the end so that we make a little bit of money back from it. Um, so, you know, I enjoy travel planning because it's something I like doing for myself. So I'm happy to happy to look up prices for anyone, find prices, do anything I can to um, to get to gain people's trust and confidence and hopefully they come back and ask and book and we make more money and they make they get a cheaper price and everyone wins in the end. Because a lot of people just go straight to a travel agent and you know, I sometimes still book through a travel agent. I've got a friend who's a good travel agent and I bounce prices off her and, and you know and but generally Travel agents are going to be a little bit dearer because they're only pushing prices for flights that they're getting kickbacks from from certain companies at that time. So, you know, that's just the way it is, I guess. <laughs> if you can book online and trust online, well, you know, you're going to get a better price for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're totally right about that. Unfortunately, a lot of uh, flight um, agents, uh, they're a little bit biased uh, because of the commission factor. Um, and uh, I love the fact that you've kind of turned yourself from a travel blogger to a little bit of a travel advisor. <laughs> Or travel consultant. Certainly happy to do that for anyone. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty, um, I don't know, pretty straight down the line. When I uh, when I plan, I'm I'm a very organised person. I think that yeah, you sort of have to be when you've got kids. You can't sort of leave too much 
can't just roll up somewhere and go, okay, we'll find a hotel when we get there because that's okay if you're single. It's even okay if you're a couple, but if you're dragging a couple of kids with you, you know, you've got to be planned and organised because you can't be wandering around the streets at night, you know, looking for a hotel or something like that. You know, you've got to be, you've got to be planned at this when we're landing, this is how we're getting from the airport to where we're going, this is where we're staying, you know, and that sort of thing. So, so the planning, you know, is a big part, I think, of family travel in the end. And, you know, people will say, well, that's not spontaneous, you know, you're not seeing things. Well, I don't believe that. That's rubbish. You've got to be planned when you've got kids. So that's just the way it is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you just you got to watch the video version because right behind Mark, he has his entire whiteboard and his Sharpies and multiple colors, the, you know, the numbers, the planning, even the sticky notes. So he's definitely a planner and it's great. I mean, it's obviously very important to be a planner and organize. Uh, I've actually got, as you look around, I've actually got three of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you oh, go. Yes. You, you got a sneak, as as sneak the, peek into planning. Yes, the kitchen is as close as actually. This is the kitchen. This is as close as I get to a uh, to an office. So, uh, <laughs> the so kitchen. we run everything out of the kitchen. So yeah. Um, so Mark, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier that uh, you made a lot of mistakes in your blogging journey. Uh, if there are people watching it uh, or listening to this interview, they might may, they might want to know those mistakes so that they don't mis uh, repeat them for themselves. I would say that the very first thing that any blogger should do after they get their website up is to spend some money and buy themselves a keyword search tool because in the end, the only sustainable traffic to your website will be through Google. Um, you know, if you have to spend hours every day pushing stuff out on social media after a while, there's days when you can't do that. And if, if you can't do that, and that's what you're relying on for your traffic, for all your traffic anyway, um, you know, somewhere down the road, you, <laughs> I think you're, you're going down the wrong track. You just need to, you need to concentrate on your SEO, on your search engine optimization, on your on-site SEO, and on your keyword research, I think. That's the only real way forward because if you've got all your eggs in the one basket on social media um, you know <laughs> you could go down the gurgler quick and even with Google though and social media you're still at the uh, you still at the whims of the algorithm of these um, of these platforms in the end um, Pinterest had a big algorithm platform maybe uh, an algorithm change maybe two or three months ago which uh, impacted us to the tune of you know nearly 15% of our traffic we lost in the, <laughs> in the space of a month so which wasn't wasn't real nice but um, look I slowly recovered off that and you know I've really put in a big effort um, on our keyword research from probably March to now and uh, we've had you know it's increased from we had really bad really bad numbers coming from Google you know we were under a thousand a month uh, <laughs> you know, which was which is really, really, really average. Um, so to say that we've tripled, quadrupled that in the in three months is pretty good. So, and we're always refining now. You know, I keep going, go through the list of all our stories, add keywords. I get to the bottom, I go back to the top, I start again. You know, it's just a matter of keep chucking different keywords in and seeing seeing where you come, seeing where you rank. Um, you know. And in the start, when we weren't doing keyword research, that we rank highly for a lot of posts, but they're posts that have got 20 searches a month. Now that's not really going to um, it's not really going to do much for you. So <laughs> I rank on about 30 things on page one, even at number one, but they've got about uh, yeah, they've only got about 10 or 20 searches a month. So that would be my one tip: is keyword research and 
master Pinterest. <laughs> so great tips there, Mark. Um, so any uh, particular travel bloggers who inspire you, uh, who you follow online? I see you. You're quite active in different Facebook groups, etc. So any travel yeah. bloggers that uh, you recommend? Yeah, look, I like... Uh, I know you've interviewed Kevin from Wandering Waygars. I like Kev. He's a good bloke. I read a lot of their stuff. Um, I read uh, from Marta from Learning Escapes. Um, she's in uh, Dublin. So she's a, a Dublin blogger from um, she's from Italy originally. So she has a pretty good relationship with her. We chat a lot. Um, Kerry from our Globetrotters. Marianne from Mum on the Move. Um, so there's not a lot of uh, typically male male family travel bloggers out there at the front, I don't think. And you find that it's mainly a females field. Um, and so, yeah, so there's not a great deal of guys. I'm trying to think of, you know, a lot off the top of my head and there's not really <laughs> there's not really many out there. I mean, I know Travel with Babbo is probably the most prominent possible, you know, male travel blogger out there. But um, other than that, I think the field... The, the field things out but then again like there's so many blogs out there that like you know you still find blogs every day every time you get on the web i go you know and and or you get on social media and you know you go i've never heard of these guys before you know and things like that so there really is a proliferation of travel blogs in the market that is for sure <laughs> yeah you know you mentioned this males just generally in the blogosphere but especially in the uh, travel blog sphere and also in the parenting blog sphere. Um, you know, very few. Uh, I my website is actually called daddyblogger.com, and I luckily yeah. grew up in. Uh, but there's not many other dad bloggers I know. Um, maybe in the U.S. there's uh, more, but in Canada, Australia, not many that I can think of. Uh, we actually have been doing a a series on the Canadian dad bloggers. So shout out to those guys who are on the show so far. And uh, yeah, if you're a male travel blogger, uh, reach out. I'd love to interview you on the show. I don't even know any in Australia, to be honest with you. <laughs> All the other male travel bloggers I know are, um, are North American. So, yeah, uh, if there's any Australian travel bloggers out there that are male that are uh, online, definitely give me a yell. <laughs> that would be good to know someone else. Um, but, yeah, look, it's always good to meet other bloggers. And, um, you know, we try and catch up with other bloggers when we can and when it's when it's possible, um, you know, when we're overseas, even in Melbourne, when there's people around. So it's always it's a good community, um, you know, especially when you you know they've got kids, you've got kids. It's always handy to um, to be able to meet other people as you travel around, and it's good for your kids too. You know, they get to talk to other kids, and especially if you're travelling, and you know, they and especially if the kids are from other countries. You know, it's always good to mix with um, with different cultures, and that's one of the great things about taking your kids travelling is that you know they get to experience other cultures and other people and other societies and you know in today's world you know the more accepting we can we can make our our little travelers uh the better they'll be as they go forward absolutely you know that's one of the reasons we travel as well is uh for forming our children's identity and uh, you know at these very formative years uh the travel experiences the memories they're making the people they're connecting with are really helping form their little brains their little hearts their little souls their little spirits so i i really hope that they're going to be better individuals and better contributors to society because of this decision to travel um you know like we are and like you are um for sure there's, too, there's just too much you know all people are people like just because you don't like something you know just because they think something different to you it doesn't mean you know it's wrong everyone's got their own opinions and you know the world just needs to be more of an accepting place i think and we would all be far 
better off. <laughs> yes, lesson learned from the interview, definitely. Uh, so uh, what's your vision going forward, Mark? Uh, you know, you've built up a successful blog. You've done a lot of European travel. Uh, any major bucket list items in terms of travel, um, your blog, etc., and for your future going forward? Yeah, I want to go to Chernobyl. That's my bucket list. Um, <laughs> that's probably a bit of a strange bucket list. Uh, I'd also like to do the Trans-Siberian from Beijing through to St. Petersburg. So there are a couple of things on my bucket list. But major bucket list thing that we're, like I said, we're moving towards at the moment, which is still 18 months away, will be to take off for 12 months, maybe 18 months, see how things go. If the blog's, if the blog's paying well, well, it could be indefinitely. We've just got to wait and see. But... Um, at this stage, we're stuck here for probably the next 18 months, saving feverishly for uh, for that because there's no use taking off if you haven't got the money to sustain it for a fair amount of time. So while that's happening, we'll be doing a fair bit of travelling around our state and um, this parts of Australia because, like I said, there's a lot of, even though I've lived here, there's a lot of regions that I haven't seen and there's a lot of good things to see around Victoria. So... All heading towards, yeah, towards a departure in, in 1999, I'm showing my age there, 2019. <laughs> so we'll head off to Asia and uh, Asia and Europe and see what happens. Um, so you're in Colombia? Yeah, so we actually are doing uh, something that you are you're thinking of doing. Uh, we actually left Vancouver, BC, Canada on uh, December 6, 2016. And uh, we've been yep. traveling for eight months continuously. Uh, we started in the Philippines where my wife's from. Then we went to Hong Kong, then to Dubai, uh, then from Dubai over to uh, South Africa. Then we've pretty much been focusing on South America. Uh, this is one yep. continent we hadn't covered too much of. And also Africa, we, uh, we haven't covered too much of that. So South America, we've been to Brazil, Argentina, Paraguay, French Guyana, Suriname, Guyana. Wow. Uh, and then we had to skip Venezuela because of the political situation. And now we're actually here in beautiful Colombia. And then from here, we're going down to Ecuador, and then uh, Peru, and then Bolivia, Chile, uh, Uruguay, and then Argentina. So yeah, we're covering as much as South America. Then our goal is actually to hit um, the Middle East, and we want to definitely hit um, Africa. There's 54, yep. uh, 54 countries. So yep. I, we have a lot, a lot of work to still to do, and I want to do some of the stuff you mentioned. I haven't done Chernobyl either, and I haven't yep. done the Trans-Siberian. I'm a big fan of uh, train travel, and I definitely want to do that journey uh, from Moscow maybe to Beijing or to Mongolia. Yep. So that would be amazing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What's Guyana like? My brother lives in Guyana. <laughs> yeah, did you say your brother lives in Guyana? Yeah, he works for... Um Works for Esso, so they're a big oil company. Um, the American version of them is look uh, at the American parent company is, but yeah, he's an oil worker um, in Guyana. He's only been there for about six months, so yeah, lives in Georgetown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in, uh, we were in the Guyanas, uh, which include uh, French Guyana, Suriname, and Guyana for three weeks. Yeah. Also, two other Guyanas is uh, Portuguese Guyana and Spanish Guyana. Uh, yeah. Portuguese Guyana and Brazil and. Oh, excellent. It was actually quite interesting to go there. Um, there isn't a lot to see. There's like a famous waterfall there. And then uh, Georgetown is a little bit of a strange city. Uh, um, it's kind of a little bit run down. And, uh, yeah, know, he said there wasn't much wasn't much there. <laughs> yeah, he's just based there. That's where Exxon have based their workers for this project. So, so he flew from, he'd been working in New Guinea as well. So he works all over the world for Exxon, wherever they want to um wherever they want to send them. At the moment, he's in Guyana for two years, so. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, uh, to end off here, uh, you know, uh, we'd love to find out uh, how to connect with you if people want to be inspired 
just like you are to travel around the world, uh, you know, with your children, how can they connect with you? Um, look, we love to, everyone should travel. Um, <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Um, look, you know, we, like everyone who writes a good story or a good blog, you know, we want to inspire people to travel. And, you know, I think there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a lapse sometimes at the moment in a lot of travel blogs with inspiring writing. A lot of people seem, um, and me included, you know, everyone wants to monetize their blog, but at the moment I think there's probably a, a section of over-monetizing in some places at the moment where everyone's trying to sell, you know, best things to wear in Iceland in winter and all this sort of stuff like that. And I think sometimes the, the storytelling side of travel is possibly being lost, but you know, I'm out there trying to write good stories, trying to inspire people, um, you know, with little bits of monetization in it, but still hopefully inspiring as many families to travel because in the end, you know, it's not that hard. You know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, I can't take my kids there and, oh, the plane ride's too long and, oh, this and, oh, that. They're just excuses, man. Get on the plane, save the money, make the sacrifice, get out there and travel. <laughs> Definitely some words of wisdom. So, what is your website? My website is www.wildfamilytravel.com. And just to confuse you, wild is spelt W Y L D, not W I. So, same handle on Facebook, same handle on Twitter, Pinterest, you name it. We're Wild Family Travel all over the web. You type it into Google and you will find us on numerous places. So, Looking forward to hopefully seeing some of these people who watch this program. So drop by, say hi. Let's have a chat about travel. Yeah, and make sure you say that you found them through daddyblogger.com or through digitalnomadmastery.com, through iTunes and our podcast Definitely. or through YouTube on our um, YouTube channel. Uh, so once again, uh, thanks again for your time, Mark. Uh, some great insights into travel, uh, in terms of travel blogging, in terms of family travel, and much more. Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you, Ricky. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. <laughs>